Today we're going to um, really chat a little bit about hospitality and how that can be a discipline of a Christian and how we live as um, followers of Jesus. But I just wanted to uh, share um, what it actually means to show hospitality. And so hospitality is welcoming people as guests, but also welcoming them, welcoming them into our lives. So not just having a dinner party and having people over, but meeting their needs, loving them, serving them where they're at, and um, really just bringing them into, I guess, traditionally our homes as, um, to be hospitable and sharing a meal with someone. But I mean, it can also be we're in the 21st century, we have lots of cafes and restaurants, we have parks. Being hospitable can also be stepping out and sharing your time and your life with people in a different context, I guess, as well. But whatever context we're thinking of, we're all called to practice hospitality. So uh, I'll just share with you some scripture. So in Romans chapter 12, it says, share with the Lord's people who are in need, practice hospitality. Um, I love this next one. First, from First Peter chapter 4, um, above all, love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. And I love that because it kind of insinuates that often we do it in a manner that there's a lot of grumbling or complaining, so a good reminder. And I was just reading, I read it again this morning about um, Abraham and Sarah. Um, if we read back in Genesis 18, when they entertained and that, well, I guess they hosted um, strangers into their tent um, and they ended out, they turned out being angels. Um, so the story goes that um, Abraham was sitting near his tent and these strangers came and Abraham looked up and went to greet them and he said, um, please don't keep walking, please come in and let me uh, wash your feet, have a rest by the tree, let me get you some food and so you can rest before you continue on. And so they said, yes, that's fine. And so he went out and he um, killed a calf and he had milk and he's got his wife Sarah to, break, to bake some bread really quickly. And they sat and um, they rest, the, the strangers rested while he did that and prepared that. And the story goes on and obviously there's um, some more complexities to that. But I love that Abraham, in their culture in Old Testament times, they would step out and it was really cultural as well as religious that hospitality was an expected practice if there were strangers people would step out and serve them and invite them in um, and so we know that some people have the gift of hospitality you might have an idea in your head that oh that person's amazing at serving people um, but we're all called to practice it even if we're not married even if we're not working um, full-time for at uni there's not really any biblical reason not to practice hospitality and I think sometimes in our heads we have this idea that it's just people who are married who work part-time or don't work and they're women and that's the only people that practice hospitality it's not my job to do that but um, we can look biblically at the verses we've read before and there's many more oh maybe I wasn't using the microphone properly sorry um, and we're called to pursue it and to continuously um, pursue it joyfully and practice it. Pursuing, the, like, to pursue loving the stranger is actually what the term hospitality means. And so we want to be led to a life where we're constantly pursuing or chasing after how can we love different strangers in our lives. Um, and I really love the idea. I'm going to get into this with some really practical 
um, ways that I've seen other people share hospitality and also some things that I've found helpful for myself and Cade while we do. But just before I do, I really, um, on it's Palm Sunday today, but thinking back to um, Jesus sharing so many meals with his disciples and his followers. And we, if we are to pursue hospitality as a means to godliness, like Tim, it says in First Timothy, then we really want to emulate the one who is holy or godly, which is Jesus. And we can see that he did this in so many different stories. We see that he fed thousands of people. He invited himself into homes as well, which is something I'll talk about later. And I love that he was known for this. I'm about to read from you from verse, uh, from Luke 15. Um, and I love that Jesus had people muttering about him in the background. And this is what he, people were muttering. Um, so Pharisees were standing back and they were saying, this man welcomes sinners and eats with them. And kind of saying it in such a derogatory term. I can't believe this person goes and eats with sinners. And I think that imagine if that was what we were known for. Imagine if we were known that we would bring people into our homes that were down and out, that were really struggling in different areas of, our li- of their lives. Um, like what better representation of Jesus could we be? Um, last week I shared this at City PM, this message. And um, I think it's really helpful just to think about um, why we show hospitality. So it's good to know what to do and that this is a command that Jesus told us to do. But why would we do it? Why did Jesus step into so many people's lives and serve them and call us to do the same? And so this verse from Luke 15, where the um, Pharisees were muttering about Jesus eating with sinners, if we keep reading through that chapter, it talks a lot about the lost things. So the lost coin, the lost sheep, the lost son. And Jesus... um, participates well I guess as Jesus participates in hospitality we can kind of think about how does this relate to that Um, he is a guest as at different people's homes or he hosts different people always with the heart to bring people back to the father to bring them back into relationship with the father and into that um, I guess yeah into that relationship and that's what we want to participate in hospitality for that's our aim that's our heart as well that we want to step out see people who are far from God and bring them close and say this is I want to I want to serve you and through how I serve and love you I want to um, demonstrate the love that God has for you Um, we're going to have a little chat at the end so as I share some practical things with you now I've got four just different thoughts that I want to share with you um, just keep in the back of your mind, maybe you have some questions that are popping up or some really great ideas or experiences because um, in a few, in 15 minutes or so, you can, we're going to have some time to share with people here um, about your experiences and encourage one another in how we can step out, especially maybe this week heading into Easter. And so um, maybe some of the questions that you have around hospitality I might answer anyway or give some suggestions too but I'm sure that as the church we can all share our different experiences and equip and encourage one another. So my fourth thoughts um, as I've been thinking about hospitality over the last um, few months um, I'll, I'll share those today they're not in any particular order. So my first thought is that when we are showing hospitality or being hospitable welcoming strangers in um, is that it takes sacrifice and so If we think about Jesus, he, for his whole ministry, had his eyes focused on Jerusalem. 
He was oriented towards the cross from the start and that was his purpose for coming is to share how we should live but also obviously to come and reconcile us through his death and resurrection. But as he was um, living his life, he wasn't just tunnel vision focused towards the cross. He was um, happy to take detours intentionally. He had interruptions in his day. He walked many, many, many miles and often he walked further than the direct route required him to go, um, obviously for the purpose of engaging with different people who he might not el else otherwise do. And so as he went about his way, headed towards Jerusalem, he had his goal in mind, so I guess whatever our plans are for that day or week, he stopped and was happy to be interrupted and actually plan for those interruptions. And I think that's something that as we live our lives, we can have goals and plans and we schedule our day, of course, but we need to be remembering that. Just like Jesus was happy to, do, to take detours and to be interrupted and to pause, that's what we need to be able to do. And I think that as we go into our day, it's really good to have, or into our week, or just even from now, to think and decide it is going to take um, sacrifice. Like if I choose to do this, there are going to be times where I have to give up my time. I might have to change my schedule. My house will get dirty. Um, two weeks ago, we had planned to go to the park for our Queanbeyan catch-up from last year, which it's now March, but we finally got there. <laughs> but it was pouring rain, so um, we instead had them at our house, had all the guys over, and I had not, I had a, probably a bad attitude. I was grumbling a little bit. And I was, we just, I just spent six hours probably cleaning our house. So we had a house inspection on Monday and our house was so clean. It was really nice. And I was thinking, oh, I've spent all weekend cleaning our house for this inspection tomorrow. And so it was good because I thought, no, I have to, people before houses, people before whatever. And so we had everyone over and I mean, people were great. They aren't messy. We don't have, they're not slobs. So they came over and our house was still clean, but just thinking ahead of time that there's going to be times where I sacrifice. There might be holes in the wall, like kids might throw a ball, and that's okay. But if we go into it counting the cost and thinking it's going to take time, it's going to take sacrifice, I'm going to have to spend money, I'm going to have to give up my TV time or my footy game, it's easier to make that call right at the time if we've already decided ahead of time. Um, yeah, I think I'll share this story. Magnus and Belle, who lead our church in Taylong, I love this rule. They have a rule in their household. Um, it's now a new rule in our house. Yep. We've adopted the rule uh, just from last week. So it's a new rule. So they have an unspoken rule in their house that um, anyone that comes to their house is offered a cup of tea or coffee. And that might sound like, oh, yeah, that's, I do that. They said, no, no, anyone. So if they have someone that comes to their house to drop off a parcel, oh, would you like a cup of tea or coffee? Come on in. If they have their Woolworths delivery, oh, thank you so much. Come and have a cup of tea with us. If they have their neighbours coming by to pick up some of their, they have so much food that they grow, pick up some food, come in, come in. So every single person, regardless of who they are or what they're there for, gets offered a cup of tea or coffee. And Belle was saying that sometimes they're in the middle of something, like Mag's is a photographer, he edits photos, he spends his time doing that. They do things during their week, they homeschool one of their children. So sometimes it just calls on them saying, no, people are more important, I need to drop this. This is our rule. And I mean, their lifestyle is, might be a bit different to ours, but I think it's a really nice rule to think. Interruptions are important um, if they're going to help us just like, sometimes we have to serve people and 
be willing to be interrupted. So that's my first thought, is that it takes sacrifice. Uh, my second thought is that hospitality needs to be outward focused. Um, so I think sometimes today when we hear the word hospitality, we think, ah, oh, yeah, hospitality, that's a vet course you can do in year 12. Um, I know you can go to so many great restaurants. We were just talking before about the cupping room. Is it or is it not as good as the lineup outside? I don't know. Maybe you can share. Um, and if you work in hospitality, which a lot of you guys have, I haven't had the pleasure of working in hospitality, um, you'll know that it's very different to what we talk about as biblical hospitality. So when we are serving, when people are serving us in a restaurant or cafe, they can serve and they meet our needs, but the underlying goal of a restaurant is to make money. <laughs> Generally, that is the underlying goal. When we are having people in our homes, when we are hosting people in a park or wherever it might be, we are, outward, we are focusing outwardly. We are looking to other people and not ourselves. And just thinking about that, it's also not about ourselves to tick off a box that we've ticked off the spiritual discipline of hospitality. So it's also not a religious thing that we want to make sure that we're um, achieving. We're always thinking about how can I serve someone else and invite them into our mess. My life is messy. I'm sure yours is as well. Uh, my house is also messy sometimes, often. But that's what hospitality is. It's not worrying about what they'll think of my house, not worrying about if they'll think that, oh, okay, and I had an argument while they were there. It's inviting them in anyway and trying to, um, yeah, serve them instead of serving ourselves. Uh, I love thinking about when we have people into our homes, oft, like food is such a great way to connect with people and fills in the time. If it's a little bit awkward, you can have a bit more food or serve a little bit more. Um, but it's also not necessary to be an amazing cook or even a cook at all. You can buy food in. And sometimes I think even if you are a really good cook, sometimes spending lots and lots of time all the time when you're having people over, preparing an amazing meal can sometimes um, maybe not be the best option. It might be fine sometimes, but if we're constantly thinking we have to achieve a meal like this, we'll be less likely to have people over rather than just saying, oh, I've just made a stir fry, come on over. It's not, a, maybe your stir fry is amazing, mine's poor. <laughs> I've just made a stir fry. Um, come on over and share it. It's not about the food. And sometimes simple is best because it means we're more likely to host people again. Um, I don't want to be stressed when I'm um, preparing meals for people because the purpose is not me making a good meal. So they think, oh, wow, Rachel's such a good cook. It's having them over so they can feel comfortable in the home to chat. Um, we also, practically, we have some frozen meals in our freezer which sometimes we eat ourselves, but also we have them there just in case some people rock up or we have people come over at really short notice. Um, they definitely aren't gourmet, um, but I think that that's maybe a good suggestion if you've got some spare room in your freezer. We have a tub of spag bowl, um, frozen meat and just a, some pasta in the, in the um, pantry. And so um, I think that if we can invite people over last minute and know that there's something to serve them, I don't think the fact that they're eating reheated frozen spag bowl really matters. They're not going to be too worried. And people are really generous in thinking, oh, wow, that's so generous. Like, they are really gracious as well and 
um, how we serve them, people are very thankful. Um, it doesn't matter about what we're serving them. Um, my last point about um, having it outwardly focused is hospitality isn't the same thing as hanging out with our Christian friends in our home. So hospitality is... Oh, sorry, I should say hanging out with our friends and having fellowship with people in our church is really important and we can host people and we can have hospitality with other Christians but we're not going to spend time, all of our hospitality can't be focused around the people we most enjoy spending time with. So if I was to, if Kate and I were to host only the same group of people from Divergent every couple of weeks and to host no one that was an unbeliever, no one that's a person of peace, we're kind of missing the point of what hospitality is for. And so maybe a good um, way to bring people into communities to invite your really good friends or your family from, um, from Divergent and invite someone else along with them. Like pull a bit like um, we see in different biblical stories in Matthew. We refer to it sometimes as the Matthew party. Um, bringing people who are believers and non-believers together and um, yeah, not just spending all of our time hanging out with our friends. So that was um, my second thought. Um, hospitality is outward focused instead of focused on ourselves. Um, my third point is hospitality must be intentional. So all of the spiritual disciplines we've talked about, um, reading the word, praying, fasting and hospitality, we need to make sure that we're being intentional about them. If we are uh, just thinking, yep, I'm going to read the word tomorrow and then that's pretty much our only thought, We'll probably not get up in the morning, we'll go to work, we won't read the Bible at work during our breaks, we'll come home, we won't bother because we'll be tired at home, we won't make time at night because we didn't set some time to do it, and we'll end up getting to bed and we won't actually get to doing what we set out to. So being intentional and making a plan to do something is going to help us to, and enable us to do it um, better and more consistently. So planning for hospitality is exactly the same. Um, you might remember Terry and Phil. So they used to lead our North Church. They live in Port Macquarie and they've just had um, lots and lots of rain. Um, their house is um, really, yeah, it's, they're really safe where they are. They didn't have any flooding, but they're doing lots of things with their community there now. But when Terry and Phil used to live here, I remember speaking to Terry um, just in her home one morning and she was just saying, oh, I just went grocery shopping before and she was putting away all, all this meat and I said, oh, are you guys having people over this week? You've got so much food. And she said, oh, no, every week when I go to the supermarket, I buy, I plan our week of food and then I buy an extra lot of food to make another meal intentionally. So it's not another lot of food to have people over. It's another lot of food that's not accounted for anyway and anywhere and then she said I pray and I see where the Holy Spirit wants me to um, use that resource where to give that food and then she said I always find someone to give it to to bless and so hospitality doesn't even have to be bringing people into your home it can be going and giving food to people maybe your neighbors or your work colleagues and I love that and it did cost her money it costs it's a sacrifice to add more to your budget <laughs> um, I think I touched on it before about um, just being intentional in our attitude as well. And so um, if we choose um, others ahead of ourselves and we make decisions ahead of time, then we're going to be able to do what we set out to do more easily. Um, just like Magnus and Belle have said, every time someone comes to our house, we're offering them tea or coffee. 
It means that when they get to that time and someone knocks on their door and it's um, 11.30 and they're just about to finish editing their photos for this wedding that they, have, they don't have to worry about, do I or don't I, because it's already determined in their mind, every person that comes gets offered a cup of tea. And so um, I think that that's something that can help us to be held accountable ourselves, just making those decisions ahead of time. Um, sometimes also I find it helpful, Kate and I um, will hold each other accountable. So we will um, choose to um, have people into our home and we make sure that we ask, oh, who are we having over this Friday just so that we're not forgetting? Or who did you have over last week to our friends? So that might be something you could ask your life come to check in as well. My last point, um, quite quickly, is that hospitality should be interchangeable. And so Jesus was sometimes at the host, so when he fed the 5,000 plus thousands more, however many children and wives were, or women were there. And sometimes Jesus was the host, uh, the guest. Often Jesus was the guest. And so the best kind of hospitality is where it moves between host and guest and we're being both. Some people find it really difficult to be served, but if we want to encourage other people to develop hospitality gifts and to allow them to serve us, we have to step back and not be prideful and be able to go, oh no, I'm going to, yeah, that would be lovely, I'd love to come to your house and let people serve us. Um, I love when people come to our house and offer to bring something and I always say yes. So that's a rule I have. If someone is coming to our house for food and they offer to bring, oh, what can I bring? I always think of something. Even if I don't really, like I've got it covered, I always say yes. So one reason I always say yes is I think that it helps me to prepare often. Like often it's helpful to have someone bring bread or a salad. But I think the main reason I always say yes is I think that it allows my guests to participate in hospitality as well. It allows them to serve and to, um, yeah, be a part of what Jesus has called them to do. I don't want to rob someone. It sounds ridiculous, but I don't want to rob someone of the joy of serving as well because if we think about serving other people as a real joy and a privilege, for me to say to other people, no, you can't do that, I'm fine by myself, I'm actually robbing them of that joy and of that privilege. Um, and so I also think it's a good way to teach people. If people come and say, oh, can I do something? It shows, yeah, that's a great thing to offer and you can offer it to other people to see how helpful it is. Um, I'll share one last story before we finish off. Will and Jess Straw are good friends of ours. They're part of our Divergent Church. I'm sure lots of people love them if you know them. And so a few times over the last six months since COVID, they've just said, texted one of us and just said, oh, we're bringing some food to your house tonight, so don't cook anything for dinner. And so they've just rocked up, brought over food, um, just so we could put Tom to bed and cooked it there and I loved it and I loved what the what reason I loved it so much was because that line between who was the host and who was the guest just kept swapping so they brought food over to our house they hosted us it was in our house so we hosted them they were our guest they came and used all of our ovens our cutlery everything I don't know what they grabbed out of our fridge whatever they could find so they hosted us there and we were the guest and then as they were serving us, we were sharing drinks and we found something for dessert. And so I just loved that it was back and forth um, between us. So maybe, I d yeah, I just think that that was a real picture. And look, they're great. They are really hospitable, just as beautiful and Will um, loves to serve too. And so I think that's an encouragement for all of us to allow um, hospitality to build relationships and allow us to grow in that way. 
I just wanted to finish off and just touch on the fact that I, I think I touched on it before about not making sure we don't tick off a box. And I think it's like that for every one of the spiritual disciplines. So we discipline ourselves for godliness or as a means to godliness, um, not because we want to say, I read the Bible every day, I pray for however long I pray for and tell people, or even just internally to know, yep, I've done that, I've ticked it off. We really want to make sure that our heart is serving people, having people to our homes, sharing our lives with people because we actually love them, because we really desire to see them in a relationship with the Father because we want them to know Jesus' love for them. And so that should be what's driving us. That's the undercurrent of why we are serving people and asking them into our home and being intentional in that. And so because we love Jesus and because we want to serve him, and we want other people to know Jesus, that's why we want to serve and love others. And so I know that that sometimes can be a struggle for people. And so practically someone said to me once before, I don't know what to do. I hear all these great messages um, and I don't have any solution because I don't want to do them. How do I change my attitude? And so if that's you and you're feeling like, oh yeah, this sounds like a good idea, but I don't really feel, and I don't really feel like that sounds like something I'd like to do, my first encouragement, my only encouragement is to pray, is to ask God to give you a love for his children and to ask God to um, yeah, show him the love that he has for others. And if we have the heart of the Father, which God can share with us, can give us through his Holy Spirit, then we're going to see the value and the worth in other people and we're going to want to host them. And so that would be what I encourage you to do if you don't have that desire or you don't feel like this is something that I'm doing out of love, it's an obligation pray, spend time with Jesus, asking him, and get other people to pray for you. Um, I'll finish off by saying today, I think I mentioned it's Palm Sunday. Um, a lot of traditional churches on their calendar today will remember Jesus riding into Jerusalem um, and being welcomed with palm branches. And so I think as we look ahead, like we, this is often called Holy Week, and we can see what happens as Jesus um, become, gets really close, closer and closer and eventually to the cross. Um, we have such a great opportunity as believers. This week is a week where people have four days off work. People are relaxed. They're not tired. By the time you get to Monday, even Saturday or Sunday, they've already had time off work. A lot of people who are hanging around in Canberra, there's, like, they might not have family here. And I think it's such a great opportunity. Choose one or two days or just one, one time where you can invite some people into your life, either go with them somewhere, host them, take them out for a coffee, bring them into your home, share something with us, a meal with them, or and bring other Christians along if you feel like that's intimidating. Bring other people along with you. And it's just such a great opportunity. And conversation can lead, especially this weekend, be praying that conversation might lead um, to Jesus and, and to the Easter message or the gospel message. Um, I'm going to pray and then we're going to just chat. Um, Heavenly Father, I just thank you for, um, yeah, I thank you that you are the great example. I thank you that when you walked, you truly looked to serve people because you loved them. And I pray that you would give us that same love for people we walk around alongside. Father, I pray that as we head towards Easter this next weekend, that you would show us opportunities where we can serve other people and that you would um, bless those interactions um, that we have with them. In Jesus' name, amen.